Welcome back to the Magna Vita. I'm Alex Olson. Every Tuesday, we share the best practices and principles from the week's top podcasts. Every Friday, we share a bonus episode to help us build a great life. Last Friday, we talked about how Oprah overcame obstacles and failures. This week will be our third book review. Every other week, we'll be reviewing a book we just read. And just want to give another plug or endorsement for the power of external accountability and deadlines. I'd really been wanting to read more in my life and it just wasn't happening. But because I'm forced to do this every Friday, it's really helped me to get closer to where I want to be with reading. And also want to apologize that this isn't coming out in the morning. I accidentally recorded this whole thing and then deleted it. So that was the first version and it's all right, version two will be better. So let's get into the book review. This week's book review is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. So I know it has a clickbait title and it sounds gimmicky and salesy, but this book has actually been incredibly successful. It was published all the way back in 1936. It sold over oh, sorry, over 15 million copies worldwide. And the Library of Congress ranked it as the number seven most influential book in American history. And as we go through it, I think it's because of the tools and the principles that it shares. It's really applicable and it, it's helped me in my own life, so hopefully it'll help you as well. To get to the main point of the book, the author, it's written by Dale Carnegie, and he shared a quote from uh, William James that says, compared to what we ought to be, we are only half awake. The human individual thus lives far within his limits. He possesses powers of various sorts, which he habitually fails to use. And Carnegie goes on to say, the sole purpose of this book is to help you discover develop and profit by those dormant and unused assets. So to accomplish that goal, he splits the book into four parts and each chapter is one principle and he backs it up with stories to support it. And so we'll go through the book uh, by each part, but we'll share the best principles that will be most applicable. I just want to say that at times the book can seem self-serving or, or honestly a little bit selfish but i think it's important to remember that these are just tools and we can use them for bad or for good so hopefully they'll help you in your life part one of the book is titled fundamental techniques in handling people Principle number two that he shares is give honest and sincere appreciation. Carnegie quotes William James, who said, The deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated. I love this idea because it means so much for the person receiving it, and it's so easy to do. For example, when, with this project, I've saved really nice things that people have said to me about it, and that continues to give me the motivation to do it day in and day out. And I know that Sarah's the same way. She keeps notes that people have given her. And when we feel that appreciation, it changes everything in our life. And so I really love that principle. 
Principle number three is arouse in the other person an eager want. So this is one of the foundational parts or principles of the book. Carnegie says the only way on earth to influence other people is to talk about what they want and show them how to get it. But to do this, it has to be sincere. People can tell if we're being fake and if we're just pandering. Carnegie quotes Henry Ford who said, if there is any one secret of success, it lies in the ability to get the other person's point of view and see things from that person's angle as well as from your own. Carnegie says, the world is full of people who are grabbing and self-seeking. So the rare individual who unselfishly tries to serve others has an enormous advantage. He has little competition. And he goes on to say, if out of reading this book, you get just one thing, an increased tendency to think always in terms of other people's point of view and see things from their angle, if you get that one thing out of this book, it may easily prove to be one of the building blocks of your career. So I think that's such a powerful principle that whenever we're working with people, whether we're trying to get something done or just strengthen a relationship, it's so helpful to think about what is important to this person and how do they see this situation. Part two is titled Six Ways to Make People Like You. So again, I know that this sounds self-serving and selfish, honestly, but I think that it's so helpful with relationships. And I'm a strong believer, and they've done studies that show that one of the keys to longevity, to living a long, fulfilling life, is the quality of relationships that we have. And so whether it helps us to be a better friend, a better husband, a better spouse, whatever it may be, better coworker, I think these principles are really helpful to build those strong relationships, which in turn help us to build a great life. So principle number one that he shares is become genuinely interested in other people. And one of the famous quotes you'll hear from this book is he says, you can make more friends in two months by becoming genuinely interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. So I love this, this idea because personally, I don't love talking. At, at times I feel uncomfortable and I wrongly think that the other person is judging me. And so this, this principle has really helped me in conversations and with people to just ask questions. Because he talks about in the book how people, they care about what they know and they wanna talk about those things. And so if you ask them questions, it shows that you genuinely care about their life. I really like the principle that people don't, know, don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. Principle number two is to smile. I really like Carnegie says, that is, he says, this is why dogs make such a hit. They're glad to see us that they almost jump out of their skins. So naturally we are glad to see them. A baby smile has the same effect. So I really like this principle that, and I'm a big believer that life is like a mirror, that we get what we give. So if we're smiling and we're happy, it's gonna be really hard for that other person that we're with to not give that back to us. Carnegie says, 
everybody in the world is seeking happiness. And so this is getting at the point that, okay, so we might recognize that it's good to smile, but it's really hard to do because we don't feel happy. And he goes on to say, there is one sure way to find happiness. That is by controlling your thoughts. Happiness doesn't depend on outward conditions. It depends on inner conditions. It isn't what you have or who you are or where you are or what you are doing that makes you happy or unhappy. It is what you think about it. And then he shares one of my favorite Shakespeare quotes. He says, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. And to wrap this principle up, he says, a smile can help him realize that all is not hopeless, that there is joy in the world. Principle number three is, Remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. He says the simplest, most obvious, and more, most important ways of gaining goodwill is by remembering names and making people feel important. So again, I like this because it's so easy, but it takes work and effort, but it helps so much when we can remember someone's name. Principle number four, and the last one from this part, is be a good listener. He says, encourage others to talk about themselves. And this gets to what we were talking to earlier, but he says, if you aspire to be a good conversationalist, be an attentive listener. To be interesting, be interested. Ask questions that the other person will enjoy answering. Encourage them to talk about themselves and their accomplishments. And Carnegie goes on to say, remember that the people you are talking to are a hundred times more interested in themselves and their wants and problems than they are in you and your problems. So I think there's a balance there. We don't want to just always be asking questions. I think that puts a lot of responsibility at times on the other person, but we definitely want to be hearing what's on the other person's mind. We want to ask questions so we can get to know them better so that we can know how to help them. Part three is titled, How to Win People to Your Way of Thinking. He shares some good, really good principles, so I'm just gonna to try to go through them quickly. The first one is, the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. I really like this one because with social media today, it's so easy to get into an argument and we're so divided that I think it happens all the time. But Carnegie points out that nine times out of 10, an argument ends with each of the contestants more firmly convinced than ever that he or she is absolutely right. He says you can't win an argument. And what a great principle. Principle number three, is if you're wrong, admit it quickly and emphatically. He says, say about yourself all the derogatory things you know the other person is thinking or wants to say or intends to say, and say them before that person has a chance to. The chances are a hundred to one that a generous forgiving attitude will be taken and your mistakes will be minimized. Principle number four is begin in a friendly way. He says, if you would win a man to your cause, first convince him that you are his sincere friend. 
Principle number five is get the other person saying yes, yes immediately. And the whole idea behind this is that we want to build momentum. We want to build a foundation of trust and agreement that we can go forward with. Principle number eight is try honestly to see things from the other person's point of view. Principle number 10 is to appeal to people's nobler motives. So he says that we all want to live meaningful lives and that we can help people do that by appealing to their higher aspirations. The last one from this part is principle number 12. I really like it. He says it is to throw down a challenge. And he's talking about the power of competition, how people want to rise to the challenge. Carnegie says, this is, that is what every successful person loves, the game, the chance for self-expression, the chance to prove his or her self-worth, the chance to excel and to win. That is what makes foot races and pie-eating contests, the desire to excel, the desire for a feeling of importance. Part four, the final part of the book, is titled How to Change People Without Giving Offense or Arousing Resentment. So again, another, some, quite a few principles, but just wanna quickly say that I think these ones are also really applicable whether it's at home or at work. Principle number one is to begin with praise and honest appreciation. So I like this idea that even if we have something that we want to talk about that's negative, we can still begin with praise and we can still build that person up and show them that we see the good things that they're doing and that there's still other things that, that can be improved. Principle number three is to talk about your own mistakes first before criticizing the other person. I really like that. The best leaders that I've been fortunate to see and to learn from, they always let themselves be the negative example because I think that shows so much vulnerability and it also showed a lot of humility. And to me, when I would listen to those stories, it would show that if they're capable of changing, then I am too. And I think just as a simple principle, it shows that they don't throw anyone under the bus, that they're willing to be that negative example and they recognize their own weaknesses as well. Principle number five is to let the other person save face. I really like this one. I've taken a couple negotiations classes and they always talk about how important it is to write the other person's victory speech. That we have to recognize that everyone's human and if we're having a negotiation with someone, that they're gonna have to go back to their boss, to their family, and they're gonna have to explain what happened. And so if we write their victory speech for them or if we let them save face, then they can go back and they can be proud of what they did and they can feel good about it. And I, I like this because it almost forces us to find ways to make a win-win situation. Principle number six is to praise the slightest improvement and to praise every improvement. Carnegie says that inspires the other person to keep on improving. 
but he says it's crucial to be sincere. And the best way to do that is to be very specific. Principle number seven is to give the other person a fine reputation to live up to. Carnegie says, state openly that other people have the virtue you want them to develop. Give them a fine reputation and they will make prodigious efforts rather than prove you wrong. So this actually happened to me and it's such a powerful principle because I felt it myself. I had an incredible uh, religious leader on my mission and he was talking to me and in public he talked about how I, I was really good at talking to people in public because that was something he wanted to focus on and he wanted our whole mission to work on. And to be honest, I don't, I don't think that I was at the time. I was new to the country. I really didn't know the language. So I just smiled at people creepily on the street. But when he said that to me, I recognized all of a sudden that he was watching and that he was appreciating what he thought that I was doing. And so I knew it from that moment on, I could never let him down. And I did whatever it took to keep that reputation. And on a more broad level, I, I love this principle because I'm a strong believer that people will rise or fall to our expectations. So why not see the best in them and help them to accomplish it? Why not lift them up to who they can become? Principle number eight and the last one from the book is to use encouragement and make the fault seem easy to correct. Carnegie says, be liberal with your encouragement and make the thing seem easy to do. Let the other person know that you have faith in her ability to do it, that she has an undeveloped flair for it, and she will practice until the dawn comes in order to excel. So I really like this idea. I think whenever we're trying to change or do something new, we build it up to such a high pedestal in our minds that we think we can never reach it. So I love this idea that we can help other people by, by making something seem easy to do and then encouraging them when they take those small steps to success. So that's it. I know it was a lot for this book, but I think there's so many great applicable lessons in it. So I, we'd love to hear from you. Hopefully some of these help you this week. The next book, just so you know, that we're going to be reading is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. It's one of our favorite books because it's so applicable. Um, so if you want to read it with us and let us know what's your favorite things, we'd love to share that with everyone. And just want to thank you again for sharing the podcast, for your reviews, and most importantly, for listening. We know that there's a lot that you're could, you could be doing, but it means a lot that you're here with us. So I hope that you are, everything is going well, and I hope that you can have a great weekend. Thanks again, and we'll see you on Tuesday.